Amen. Are we blessed? Are we happy to be in church? Okay. We've been talking about commanding our morning, commanding our decade, commanding our lives, commanding the year. Amen. I'm trying to bring it to a close today. Is that okay? So we can talk about some other issues. Um, let's look at the scripture again in Job 38. Let's look at Job 38 from 12 to 15. I want everybody to read it together. Let's read it together. Ready? Let's read. That it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked. Hallelujah. From the wicked. Amen. So we said that. This was a conversation God had with Job because Job was complaining that things were tough. How many say the same things all the time, that things are hard? So Job was saying things are hard. And God said to Job, before you start complaining and before you start saying things are hard, have you commanded the morning since you got up? Since the beginning of the day, did you command the day? Were you on top of the day, or you are just obeying the wind, which from where I'm standing, it, it seems to me that we can either command our day or the day can command us. We can either obey the wind and go with the flow, or we can decide how our flow will go. Amen. And not only that, he said that so that you seize the earth, like a blanket, and shake out the wicked like roaches. Amen. As the sun brings everything to light, bring out all the colors and the shapes. The cover of the darkness is snatched from the wicked when you command the morning. Amen. So we talked about commanding the morning. We went through a lot of things I don't want to repeat myself because we have talked so much extensively about the morning, isn't it? And we talked about um, the power of what we say. Because if you are going to command, you must know that command starts with the things you say, isn't it? And we went from there last week. We looked at com the power of command. Amen. The power of command. And the lessons that we need to learn is that if you don't take the initiative, your enemy will. Amen. If you don't take the initiative to command your life, command your every aspect of your life, the enemy will. We saw it in uh, 1 Samuel 17 when the Israelites did not command their mourning, so the Philistines came and made a war with them. Hallelujah. So get up and command your morning. 
command your relationship. In this month of uh, February, we're talking about love. Command your relationship. Before the man comes, command it. Before the woman comes, command it. Amen. Amen. And it will mean that you are in charge. You are on top. Amen. Amen. Because nature abhors vacuum. Anywhere there is vacuum, something will fill it. So if you haven't commanded it, then Satan has to fill it. Demons will fill it. Amen. Don't react all the time. Christians, we do like reacting instead of acting. I like to take the, the, the first strike. I don't know about you, but when I was younger, if anybody said to me that, wait and see after school, you see, I'll beat you. I couldn't wait. Uh, I don't know whether I was the only one. You know, I'll, I'll catch you at 3 o'clock. No, I'll punch you immediately. Because from now to 3 o'clock, the, the torment that I'll go through, knowing that you can beat me, I'll be looking at your muscles, I'll be looking at your... No, 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 let's finish it now so that I'll be free. <laughs> How many were like me? Uh, no, 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 finish it now. Fin- let's finish the fight now. Because after, I mean, as you say, you are going... After, after lunch, you see. So, I can't concentrate. The teacher is teaching, I can't. <laughs> you know, because I know I'll be getting beatings after. <laughs> so let's deal with it now. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the same way, let's deal with things now before the marriage starts. Let's deal things with things now before the relationship starts. Command the money. Command the husband that you have. Command the person that is coming to your life. I always say, before I, I got married, I knew I was going to get married. I didn't know who to. So I started to pray. And I used to pray three hours a day for six months for who to. When I say people think it's a joke, people think it's a lie. But I, I'm telling you, because I knew that the person I married is very, very critical to my Ministry and survivor. It's only a, the, the ministry or church that your wife matters. If you are a prime minister and your wife is not correct, you'll still be a good prime minister. If you are president and your wife is not good, yes, today I read that there's a, 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 some president's wife killed a former wife. Did you, hear, did you read it today? Lesotho. They, they say that the, the, the current wife killed the ex-wife. So she's now been uh, arranged before the uh, court. The sitting president's wife killed the former wife. But he's still a president. And he may be a good one. But if you have a bad wife as a minister, your ministry will not go far. Are you with me? And knowing where I was going... I needed to pray and preempt. Take the first strike. Amen. So I'm asking you, take the first strike. Not only in marriage, not in your finances. Take the first strike. Hallelujah. In the neighborhood you are moving to, take the first strike. Wherever you go, take the first strike. If you don't take the initiative, your enemy will. The second thing that we have learned so far, if you are reacting to the enemy you will be at a disadvantage, isn't it? 
You saw, we saw it with uh, Goliath and David. He was at a disadvantage because he was reacting. Amen. Have you not realized that the winning team never gets tired? It's the team that is losing that gets tired. The one that is reacting that gets, seems to run out of energy. Hallelujah. So make sure you don't get tired. Be on the winning side. Which means take the first. Sometimes with some, some of the fights, the one who takes the first punch wins. How many have been in a fight like that? After one, two, then people separate. <laughs> so your first punch is very, very, very critical. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't like my message. <laughs> Amen. If you allow your enemy to take the war, they are going to dictate the results of the war. Hallelujah. There was no way David was going to defeat Goliath without God. If David had allowed Goliath to dictate the war from beginning to end, when Goliath brought the gods, then David brought Jehovah into the fight. Then that settled the issue. Amen. And the thing that we have learned so far is that God honors our words. He honors our words. Amen. The words we say, the words we speak, God honors it. Our command, God honors our command in prayer. Hallelujah. How many agree with me that God honors your word? Even when you say it in doubt, he honors it. When you say it, Without, without, you know, on your guarded moment, what you say, God honors it. Oh, this is my sickness. This is my asthma. My asthma has come. My diabetes has come. Who gave it to you? When did it become yours? No, send it back to the sender. Hallelujah. I say send it back to the sender because it doesn't belong to you. If you wake up in the morning and you find something in front of your door which is not yours, what do you do? You return it. They send, they, you look at the address. The address is number 55. Yours is number 53. Do you keep it? You take it away. So they put sickness at your doorstep and you wake up in the morning. What do you do? There's a story in the Bible where the two prostitutes were in a house, and one had a baby, the other had a baby, one laid on the baby and killed it. How many remember that story? And then the other one rose up in the night and exchanged her dead baby for the living one. But the Bible says that when the woman got up, the second woman got up and examined the baby, the woman knew that that baby was not hers. The dead one was not hers. Most of us, we don't examine the baby we have. The dead child in our bosom, as soon as we see the child dead or the situation that is bad, we don't examine it. When did my relation turn sour? When did my job become this bad? When did my boss just start hating me? Examine the baby. And if it is not your baby, what do you do? This is not my baby. The woman said that this is not my baby. I said that Take your dead baby. 
said, no, no, no. So they went to the, 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 the king, went to Solomon. Solomon said, this one says that is my baby. The dead one is, nobody's fighting for the dead one. Everybody's fighting for the living baby. Are you with me? So I want you to examine the situation. And when you examine the situation and it's not yours, what do you do? Return it. Hallelujah. I'm just going over what we have already learned. Amen. It's very, very important that we command our morning. Amen. To command the morning is to take authority over it. It's to cast out the enemies. To command the morning is to destroy the weapons that the enemies are using. To command the morning is to take what belongs to you. Amen. What belongs to you? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. It belongs to you. So when you wake up in the morning, what do you do? Take what belongs to you. Take the thing that God has given you. For I know the plans that I think towards you. They are plans of good and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. If you look at the end and it's not the expected one, what do you do? It doesn't belong to you. Take it back and go for what belongs to you. Amen. I'm trying to get us to become very militant this year. As I'm trying to get us to become very militant this year. The enemy has bullied us too, for too long. Are you with me? Because even though the things that are ours have been written down for us, if we don't know the law, if we don't know how to take what belongs to us, it will be stolen from us. You know, the will, when your father died, your father left you A, B, C, D, E. Do you understand? All these things belong to you. And you know they are there. Number one, if you can't read, you won't know what belongs to you. Number two, if you refuse to read, you won't know what you are supposed to have. So it won't belong to you. Number three, if you read and you are not strong enough, somebody can bully you and take it. An uncle can come and say that, no, what you are reading is wrong. Then he takes the thing from you. Say, this thing doesn't even belong to your father, it belongs to me. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And that is what we as Christians have lived with all this while. It's like the things that belong to us, we are not exercising the authority to claim it. So the Satan has taken over. And then we go back crying, oh God, give us, oh God. And he's already given it to us. And so it looks as if God is not answering our prayers. Not that he's not answering, but he's already given it. So what else do you want him to do? Hallelujah. To command is to release blessings of the day upon your life. Listen, there are some blessings in this year for you. I said there are some blessings in this year for you. 
The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There's a good in this land that belongs to you. It doesn't belong to anyone else. It belongs to you. But if you don't know, you will not experience it. And it will never be yours. The good will be there. Others will be enjoying, but you will never enjoy it. It's amazing how we as Christians, we rank about the poorest in the demography. Isn't it? We as Christians, we rank the poorest. We do the menial jobs. We rank the poorest. And this is not how it was designed. I said this is not how it was designed. But because we are ignorant of what our father has left us and we refuse to take what belongs to us and we still go back to him praying that, oh God, oh God, give me. And he's already given it to us. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get you to become very, very unhappy with your situation. I know that the scripture says that godliness with contentment is great gain. It's true. I know all that. That, you know, be humble and all that. I know that is in the Bible. It's true. But you see, he has given you wealth and riches and honor. That one too is there. So at least what belongs to me, let me have it. I am not greedy. I am humble. I am content with what is mine. You give me what is mine. The rest, I don't mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So let's go for what is ours. I say, let's go for what is ours. Amen. Tell the enemies to hands off your life and what belongs to you. And some of us, we have to literally tell some physical enemies to let go of what belongs to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am trying to get you to become militant. I am trying, you see, let's stop praying nice prayers. Let's stop praying, oh God, Mr. Devil, if you don't mind, if it's convenient, can I have what belongs to me? No, he won't give it to you. If you don't mind, I humbly beseech you, can you give me my health back so I can be, I can stop being sick? No, he won't give it to you. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God knows everything it has by violence. And anything that you have to take with the kingdom, it comes by force. Hallelujah. So if you are not ready to take it, see when you see words like command, you must know that we are in an army. See, are you getting what I mean? You know that we are in an army. And when you are in an army, we are fighting. And when we are fighting, we don't have time for gentility. Hallelujah. Some of us, we have allowed Satan too much room in everything that God has given us. Too much room. Disgrace the plans and activities of the enemy. How many will agree with me that David embarrassed Goliath. How many will agree? That by the time his head was chopped off, he was very embarrassed. He died an embarrassed man. 
Oh, how many will agree? That David died an embarrassed man. Goliath died an embarrassed man. Because the Bible says that the, the, the stone sank into his head. Being the, 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 the size he is and he fell, he didn't die immediately. So Goliath had to, uh, David had to go and take his own sword to finish the job. I am sure that Goliath was very embarrassed. Especially about all the, the talk he had talked. Listen, it's time to embarrass Satan. I say it's time to embarrass Satan. Yeah. It's time to embarrass the enemy. Shame on you. Yeah. Let us stop always being the victim. Some of us, we like being the victim, playing the victim. Uh, oh, poor me. Poor me. No, stop, stop, stop this poor me business. Hallelujah. Amen. I say, stop this poor me business. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? For you to command the morning and for God to honor your decree, you must be a man who understands certain things. You must understand the intricacies of war. You must understand what you are doing. I say for you to be able to command and for God to respond to your command, you must be a man who understands certain things. Or a woman who understands certain things. Number one, you understand the importance of the words of your prayer. For, for most of us, we don't even believe in the prayers we are saying. How many understand what I'm just saying? It's like the, the prayer you are praying, you don't believe it. Have you, ever, have you ever heard somebody pray a certain type of prayer? And you see, when the person finishes, even you, you are shaking. Because you know that the person believes the prayer. And everybody's like, the prayer comes with a certain authority. The another person will also pray. Same type of words. But by the time it finishes, even nobody says Amen. Because it's like the prayer has no conviction whatsoever. Listen, from today, let you, you have conviction in your prayer. And the way to do it is that go back and think about all the prayers you have prayed and that God answered. All the prayers you prayed God answered should give you conviction about your prayers. How many have had some prayers that you prayed God answered? So if God has answered those prayers, former prayers you prayed, God will answer this one too. And you must have conviction that this prayer too has ascended and God is going to answer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. There are some pastors that pray when they finish, like, after they finish, like, we're all looking around. Have you finished? Then there's someone, another pastor to come and then, in the name of Jesus, even the, the way they say that Jesus is it. <laughs> in the Jesus, is that you feel like mm, this man? <laughs> there has some conviction in it. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah, I'm trying to get you to scare the devil. I say, scare the devil. 
<laughs> There's a pastor in, around here somewhere. Anytime we go to this pastor's uh, meeting and he starts to pray. Father! Well, so the way he says, Father! And then he'll just go, Father! Then I'll look at Pastor Gloria. <laughs> like, hey, this guy. It's as if he's about to fight. <laughs> Telling you, but uh, the, 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 he's beginning father, the, the, some strength. The, as if he's about to fly. Then we all panic. Like, hey. Before he starts to pray, by the time he finishes, you see that you have to say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Understand what the word of God is. Whatever God has said, it is true. How many know that when somebody dies and writes a will and leaves you something, the will is true. So long as the will has been authenticated and signed by law, by the lawyer, and given to you, when you read it, there's no doubt. He says that to my firstborn son, I leave my house in uh, this, my house in that, and my house in that, my house in that. As soon as we finish reading, what do you do? You go and you go and collect the keys. Because now it's yours. And claim the document and it's your, it becomes yours. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit is the lawyer that has authenticated the word. And so by the time the word is read, know that it is mine. And as the Bible said, the spirit in us bears witness with the spirit that what he has said is, is it. And once it falls in and you believe it, go for it and claim it. You don't have to go and negotiate anymore. Hallelujah. You must understand the power behind the command. You know, earth cannot receive anything that heaven has without earth commanding or asking for. Are, are you with me? There is nothing that heaven can do for us unless we Permit heaven to release it. And once we permit heaven to release it, heaven has released it. So the next thing is for us to take hold of it. Hallelujah. Am I making sense to somebody? Yeah. And with all that said, I want you to understand that God has commanded your blessing and breakthrough this year. I say, God has commanded your blessing and breakthrough this year. Amen. Come with me to Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Verse 3 to 6. Let's read 3 to 9. When I consider your heavens and the works of your fingers, the moon, the stars, that which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. 
and have put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, even the beast of the field, and the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that passes through the paths of the sea. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Hallelujah. He says that he has made everything. He has made him to have dominion over every, the works of God's hand. So everything that is God's, he has put you in charge. Hallelujah. As children of God, we must, we must know that we have been empowered to exercise control and authority over the sun, the moon, and the stars, as well as the host of heaven. Hallelujah. You've been empowered to exercise that dominion and power. Amen. Amen. It's not an academic theory. It is a real thing. Hallelujah. You see, if I give uh, something to my son, he's empowered to have it. Because I gave it to him. You know, he, he came to me and said, he wanted a car. And I bought a car and I gave him a kiss. He doesn't say that, oh, it's my father's car. He doesn't tell anybody that, oh, my father bought me a car. No, no, no. He said, this is my car. Are you getting it? Because it's his car. His name is on the car. But he doesn't even know how much. He hasn't got one pound in the car. But that's beside the point. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So what God has given you is yours. He doesn't have to fast and pray or have to beg every morning to get a kiss. He takes it and does whatever he wants to do with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the keys have been given to you. It's yours. Your name is on it. It's up to you what you do with it. If, if every morning he decides that he'll fast and pray before he goes for the key, at a point, somebody will claim the key and tell him that you can't have the key on Mondays and Tuesdays. Or from today, you have to walk. Yes. If he leaves the key and he decides to play timid, Phoebe might claim the key. <laughs> or even Pastor Sam may come and claim the key. And tell that, no, from today, I've seized the car. And, and he, will ha- he will be powerless about it. Even though the car was bought in his name and it's this. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's what we are doing as Christians. I don't know whether you're understanding what I'm trying to say. Your father's giving you the thing. It's yours. You see, even me, I bought the car. But even me, when when I want him to take me, I have to ask for permission. Please, can you drop me here? Yes, it's true. Because it's not mine. I've given it to him. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. It's amazing how we we allow Satan to bully us. This year, no no more. I say this year, no more. What belongs to you, belongs to you. And you must take, take
take it with authority. Hallelujah. What belongs to you belongs to you. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19, it says that, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all that, the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He has given you that power. All you have to do is to claim it. And in Numbers chapter 14 verse 28, it says that, Say unto them, as truly as I live, says the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do for you. I'm trying to get you to become very, very bold in your prayers. Say to them, as I live, this is God talking, says the Lord, just as I have spoken in my hearing, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do. The things that you have said, that is what I'm going to do. I won't do anything otherwise. So whatever God hears you say, that is what he's going to do. So stop confessing lack, sickness, poverty. You should use your tongue to create wealth, good health, and the things that you, you, you want. Name them and claim them. Listen, let's become faith people. Let's become faith people. You shall have whatever you say. Do you know how witches operate? Yeah. The, see, the, the main mode of operation by witches is to say evil. On people. That is the main, their main thing is to declare evil on, on people. So apart from all the magic you, you know in, in movies, forget about all the magic. The mainstay of, of witches, witchcraft, is to declare evil on people. And it comes to pass. And we have more power in us than witches. But I say, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So if he can say, if a witch can say something evil on somebody and comes to pass, why don't you say something good? And let it come to pass. Who has more power to bring that to pass? Hallelujah. Jeremiah 5.14 says that, Therefore says the Lord... God of hosts, because you, you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth like fire, and these people like wood, and it shall devour them. It's time for the words of our mouth to become like fire. You see, you, you stop confusing the Holy Spirit. You speak negative one minute, then you speak positive one minute. They speak negative one minute, then speak positive one minute. They speak the, the, the Holy Spirit gets confused. Which one do you want? Hallelujah. I, am I talking to somebody? No, no, 
no, no. I, I, you see, I, I have realized that my mouth is very, very dangerous, even when I'm joking. So I don't joke with certain things. I won't say certain things, even jokingly. Because even when I jokingly say something happens, and I've seen it over the years, I jokingly say, oh, you, 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 do, you get this, or you, you receive this. It happens. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you know that, immediately you have to be careful. Because your words are honored by God. Amen. So with all that said, all these blessings and prosperity that said is good. But then there are certain principles that you also need to add. Else it won't work. Are you with me? So I want to talk, I want us to talk about those things that we need to add to the words we have declared over our lives this year. Is that okay? Is that all right? So six things that we'll talk about quickly that we need to add this year. The first one is diligence. Diligence. Diligence refers to consistency, hard work. Careful, persistent effort. Declare all you want. Command all you want. If you don't add diligence to it, it doesn't work. Hallelujah. You didn't like that. The amens were weak. Can't we just command and it happens without any? <laughs> Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine. See, do you see someone skilled in their work? They shall serve before kings. They shall not serve before near men. Seest thou a man diligent in his work? He shall stand before kings and not before mere men. Hallelujah. Yeah. Whatever you are doing. You see, one thing I've come to realize in this particular part of the world, it is not the type of job that makes prosperity. Whatever the job is, if you are diligent in it, that job will bring prosperity. Hallelujah. You don't have to be working in the big office to be working for the big company before you become prosperous. No, 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 no. There are some there who are in debt. I'm telling you. I used to work with this guy. He was his, we, just the two of us in the office. I was in this corner. He was in that corner. Two accountants. I'm in this corner. He's that corner. That man had the number of credit cards he had. He used to put them in a rubber band. <laughs> the credit cards would be this thick. I kid you not. The credit card was this thick. And he had so overdrawn on each one of them. He, any credit card he sees, 
he applies and uses it to pay the debts that he has. Then he went on to use his children's names to apply. And his children were in primary school. And they were in debt and they didn't know. No, I'm not telling you a story. Pastor Gloria will tell you this. This was in London. We're in London then. This was like uh, about 20 years ago. The children were running around. They didn't know they were in debt. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you. I mean, every time I came home, every time I came home, I come, I come and complain. Because I'll be on the phone, and then he'll be applying for a, a, a credit card. I'll be on the phone, and he said, I used my heart used to boil. Then he'll, the, another one, then he'll call the, the daughter's name. Then he's like, so if the daughter is called Cynthia George, George Smith, or Cynthia Joyce Smith, one grand credit card is Joyce Cynthia Smith. Smith Joyce Cynthia. <laughs> He, has, he had permutated all the names to collect. I mean, the credit card was, was this thick. And he uses a rubber band to tie it. To the point that the, 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 he had, he alone, he had his own uh, financial, uh, he, he's an accountant. He had a financial consultant who is the one who was advising. Managing. The, the, the man got fed up. And one day he called himself from today, handle your own. Because like, as he's trying to get him out of the debt, the guy is going to more debt. So it's not about the type of job. Oh, if I get this job, if I get that job, all my problems will be over. No. Where you are, where you are, you can be diligent. And you prosper from there. I say where you are, you can be diligent and prosper from there. Anytime I come home, I come and complain as if it's my child. Come and complain to Pastor Gloria. This is 20 years ago. It's like, by the time he's paid, his money is finished. It's, it's just an exercise. The, the, the wage slip is just an exercise. Because as it falls, it's finished. It's gone. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2 says that now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. Be diligent to obey the voice of God. Whatever you are, to, you are you hear in the in the house of God, go and practice it. Amen. I said, go and practice it. Listen, if we were to practice everything we have heard in this church, by now we will never be broke. Yeah. Preach it, Pastor. Oh, I'm telling you, if you were to if you were to practice everything you have heard in this church up to today, you will never be broke. Preach it, Pastor. Because everything, everything that has to be said, I, I've said it already.
Stop, yeah, stop buying things on credit. Mm. Collecting credit cards. Stop buying things on credit. Wait, but when, this one, you have to the place is right, so it means that. <laughs> Listen, if you have to use credit to buy it, you don't need it. Oh, I don't know whether you heard what I said. If you have to buy it on credit, you don't need it. Especially if it's a consumable. You know, a consumable sofa, new shoe, new bag, new new phone, new car. New, they are all consumables. Listen, there, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Good debt is debt that increases wealth. So you can borrow to buy a house. It's good debt. But anything that is consumable, anything that is depreciating, don't bother with it. Mm. Oh, say it again. Uh, Listen, oh, I've just got a new job. Now they are paying me 60000 So immediately the next day you go and buy a new car. Listen. No, 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 no. Stay in that old jollopy and keep going to that, that place. In that old jollopy. Yeah. Till you can afford to buy a new car. Then you go. Money on the left, car keys on the right, you exchange. Yeah, you see, when you start, uh, let, let, let me teach you a very simple exercise. Very, very simple exercise. When you are going to buy anything in a shop, shoe, bag, anything, use cash. Go to the bank, withdraw the money, and count the money as you are buying. You stop it. It will stop you. The card is the decision. I said, what, what did I say to you? Did you hear what I said? From this year, this year, when you are going to buy a shoe, you are going to buy a bag, you are going to buy a phone, you are going to buy anything, go to the bank, withdraw the cash, go and stand by the till and count it. Count it, count it. You give them their receipt. And as you are counting, look at the shoe and cast your counting and look at the shoe. Somebody, you know what, forget it. I don't need this one. <laughs> you have five different brown shoes. For us, we see a brown shoe. One with the buckle on the back, one the buckle on the front, one the buckle on the side. We don't know it. We see a brown shoe. <laughs> Some people are trying to spoil my message. So let me leave it there. You can't leave it, Pastor. You have to. Proverbs 13 4. <laughs> Proverbs 13 4. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of a diligent shall be made rich. Ah, the soul of the lazy man desires. The lazy man always does window shopping. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. You see, hard workers don't have time to go window shopping. People work hard. When they go to the shop, they know where they are going. They go straight. They don't have the time. They go and pick what they want, and then they go. It's people who don't have any job who go to all the place. Oh, this is nice. 
this is nice. And you see, what your eyes see, your eyes will tell your mind that this thing you need is it. a must. You must get it, must get it, must get it. It's not a must. It's not a must. Listen, a, a couple of years ago, I went the whole year without going to the shop, shopping center. And uh, I was all right. So you can do it. You really don't need to go and buy anything. Don't sit. No, 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 no. I said don't click. I say from today, don't click. Don't call. Uh, listen. No, don't add basket. For, forward to payment. No, no, no. No proceed to check out. No, no, no. I say from today, whatever you want to buy, go to the bank. Get Redraw the cash. Go to the shop. Count it one, two, three, four, five, six. As you are counting, be looking at the thing as you are counting. <laughs> the, the desire you have will just finish. The bag is 500 pounds. And you have a lot of 10 pounds to make the 500. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 20, Say, you know what? I'll come back for it later. <laughs> you, you see, when you start counting the cash, you realize that the thing is not as, it's not as worth the money you are counting. Yeah. One of our, our, our greatest trap is the card. This type of store cards, credit cards, this card, not that card, this is a card. And now the card is on the phone. So that pee, when you finish, it's like, pee, then it's like you don't feel it. You don't feel it. <laughs> it's like, it's, as, it's like, uh, just like as if you are calling somebody, just the number dialed. No, no. I said, go to the bank, take the money out, and go and do the food shopping. I said, even the food shopping, go take the money, 70 pounds or 80 pounds, and go and stand. You stop buying things more than you need. Because as you go and buy the shopping, and it's there, and you are counting. Uh, you see that you start taking them and putting them away like that. <laughs> like, this one, if I go to if I go to Beulah, I can get it for free. <laughs> Hallelujah. I say, hmm. Am I helping somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are talking about making this year the best year. This decade our best. To make it best, there are some things you need to cut out. Amen. You'll be amazed the amount of money that passes through your hand in a year. Yes. It doesn't matter whether you have a job or not. 
if you calculate the amount of money that has passed through your, your hands in a year, you when you go home, take your bank statement, the yearly one, and go through it. You'll be surprised how, how, much, how much money has gone through your account. Because it can't, it doesn't stay. It doesn't stay. No. Trap, trap the money. I just can't trap it. You don't like my message. <laughs> I said trap the money. Trap the money. Listen, your clothes are not at one. They are still sharp. Use them. They are still sharp. Use them. Stop buying new things. You have enough ties. You know, today I was talking to my colleague at work. For the last, since the beginning of this year, every day he comes with a new watch, a different watch. Every day he has a, a he, sits, he sits next to me. Every day he has another watch he's wearing. And, and it's like, and it's like, oh, and you see, what, what he likes is when you comment about it. He's like, oh, this one is nice. Then the next day, he has to bring a bigger one than the one. <laughs> uh, you, you get it. Uh, so I said to him today, I said, you have more watches than hands. <laughs> How many hands do you have? Because believe you me, if you're going to tie all his watches he has from here to here, it, his hand is not enough for the watches he has. Why? Why? Some of them haven't finished them. <laughs> buying watch every day you're buying. He's like, that's his, his I don't know whether it's fetish or every day he like he after his, and he knows when he sees your watch, oh this is then you say, Oh, this is this is it. Then he says, I have I have something, 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 something. A brown watch is a brown watch. I say a brown watch is what? A black watch is a black watch. That's it. Now, why do you need to have this? It's just a time. Is the, we don't see it. No, no, none of us see that you have 200 watches. No, 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 nobody sees. <laughs> and some have ba- uh, shoes. One day, me, me, myself and Pastor Glow, I went to visit this lady. She's a student. She came to do masters. And she had a, a morning, it's an evening cleaning job. There were two girls. One had evening cleaning. The other one got an evening cleaning job. And we went to visit this one. Then after, we went to visit this one. When we went to this one's room, she had shoes from here to here. To one, it's like, to one, two, three, four, five different rows. Shoes, like from, like from here to here. One, two, th- it was half of the room. I kid you not. And they were, they, they were, they were arranged in colors, in shades. 
Oh, you can ask her. Different heights, different shades, different styles. And then the other one, she, she took, she had only four shoes there. Then she took her money. When they both returned back home, this one went with a lot of shoes. This one went with money and bought a car. And the other one had shoes. <laughs> oh, she shipped the shoes. She shipped the shoes. I'm, I'm not telling a story. I'm not telling a story. We went, went the boat of it's like, I said, why do you have this many shoes? And they are not, now I things that they are like seven or eight brown shoes. And then black, then red, then green, then this, then, I said, why? Yeah. One was for shoe, one was for a car. They earned the same amount of money when they left. One had just shoes, one had a car. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. My time is up, isn't it? Let me give you one more. I'll, I'll continue next week. I, I, I might help, I might blessing somebody. Number two. Number two, submit everything to God and seek God in everything. If you are going to be blessed this year, submit everything to God and seek God in everything. Every decision, seek God in it. Where you stay, where you go, what you will do, who you will do with. Everything, everything, seek God in it. What does God say about this? You know, the Bible. The, 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 the Psalm, Psalm 23 says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters. See, when he was in charge, there were all good things. Yea, though I, when I chose to lead, the first place I went was the valley of the shadow of <laughs> you see, when he was in charge, still waters, path of righteousness, restoring your soul. Then I took over. The first, as soon as I took over, the next day, yeah, hey. <laughs> valley. <laughs> we are going down the valley of the shadow of death. 
don't, don't be trust I. Say, don't trust I, because I takes you to the valley of the shadow. And the shadow is always scarier than the real. Because the, the shadow is bigger than the real. So when you take charge, you go through very scary places. Read Psalm 23 again when you get home. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Let him be in charge. By the mind of God about everything. Every step. Every step. Every step. The Bible says, you know when uh, the, the children of uh, Moses and the people were going, it's like, shall we Every time the Bible and they inquired of the Lord, shall we? And they inquired of the, especially David, and he inquired of the Lord, and he inquired of the Lord, and he inquired of the Lord, and he inquired of the Lord. There were things that he could do. He was his army was stronger than these people could just go and beat them. He knows he can beat them. He has more strategy than them. But he will inquire of the Lord. Shall we go? The Lord says yes, go. Then we go. Shall we inquire? You to inquire of the Lord. I say, inquire of the Lord. When you see that nice girl, don't go and say, I hello, I like you. Inquire of the Lord. <laughs> you didn't like that one. You didn't say amen. Okay, let me leave that one alone. <laughs> we'll continue next week. Stand to your feet. <laughs> <laughs> 